Welcome to Voices from the Frontline from the Christian Medical Fellowship, where we hear from healthcare professionals on the front line of the COVID-19 pandemic. And today we're handing over to my colleague, Fee McLaughlin, who's head of CMF Global, who's got a fascinating conversation for us. Welcome to Voices from the Frontline. And today we've got the privilege and opportunity to hear from Dr. Janan Zora, who works with uh, who works as a surgeon in Kurdistan in northern Iraq. And Janan is also involved with an organization, an NGO called Health Outreach Middle East. And Christian Medical Fellowship has partnered with Health Outreach Middle East, HOME for short. And we've been thrilled to be able to go and work with Janan and his team there. So Janan, welcome. And please tell us a little bit about what your role is, what job you do. Thank you for this interview and for your time. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, like you said, I'm a surgeon and I work in an hospital, public and private hospital in Erbil city in the north of Iraq. And also I have duties, many duties in the emergency hospital, what I have direct contact with many, many patients. And also we have a, a mobile clinic with home, the NGO. I work in it. I'm the representative of home in the north of Iraq. And we have a mobile clinic that goes between the camps. Uh, the camps uh, contain IDPs, displaced people, came mainly from um, other city called Mosul during uh, ISIS attacked uh, five years ago. But because their villages are all destroyed, so they stayed in the camps and we do uh, give them uh, care, medical care, uh, all the time. Yep. Great, excellent. And so you work in both the, the the public and the private system healthcare in the in the country, but also in these camps, as you say. So you've got a good overview. Can you tell us what the status of the COVID virus is within the uh, country at this point in time? Yeah. Um, uh, First cases uh, started in, uh, what I'm speaking is about only the north of Iraq, uh, Kurdistan. So first cases started in the beginning of March. And since the first case, uh, there was a complete lockdown in all cities of the north of Iraq. And uh, then uh, these the, the schools, they closed the school even before the first case. They closed all the school and universities and colleges. And then um, when they uh, the cases increased, they do a complete curfew that um, no one go out for any reason. And it's, uh, just for doctors and the like policemen. Um, so it seems that the... the that we control the situation. Uh, we had before the lockdown like 15 cases or 20 cases per day, or even sometimes 30 cases. And then it started to decrease till we had like um, uh, seven days free of cases, or I think we reached 10 days. Then the government started because of um, the small businesses damaged because of this lockdown. And many people left jobless. So the, the government started to open or lessen the, the lockdown. And uh, it was like till 6 p.m. And then the lockdown will, uh, there will be a curfew after 6 p.m. 
and even not all businesses is open. Uh, the school didn't open, it closed till now. But uh, we had some other cases in the last uh, four or five days. Um, we had like four to five cases, uh, cases per day. Um, um, they, the government didn't take action really till now, but uh, the last two days we didn't see cases. So um, I think um, controlled somewhat. It's not uh, like we had, uh, I mean, the hospital can't, can uh, take the, all, all the patients and we don't have many serious cases. We have only one or two deaths because of Corona. So I think it's um, now till now it's controlled. I can say that. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, it sounds like the government took very swift and serious action at a very early stage. But interesting that you've seen a little spike uh, with the, yeah. the businesses beginning to open again. Can we talk about the camps, Janan, and uh, what your fears are for some of the camps where people are obviously living in close proximity? Has there med been medical um, help into the camps? Yeah, um, during the complete lockdown, there was like a month of 40 days that all these camps were completely closed. No one should go out from the camp for any, any reason. And if it's uh, only for very like top emergency situation when there is only ambulance, no one can use their cars to go out for any other reason. So I think it was a wise uh, decision made so because if any infected cases goes into these camps, there will be a disaster. Um, mm -hmm. Those people live in very, very proximity. Uh, we have small houses uh, and tents that have tens or twenties living together. So, and we, they have also many like uh, vulnerable uh, people who had. Uh, I mean, many a disease or low immunity. So if one case go inside these camps, uh, we can see like hundreds or thousands of cases within days. So when they close it, it was like a wise decision protecting them and protecting us even. Mm. And now uh, they, when the lockdown is lessened, people are moving with, I mean, it's not full freedom, but uh, they can go for certain cases, for certain jobs, they can go out the camp. So there is a fear because those people are um, it's kind of uneducated people. They don't care much about wearing masks, about washing hands every time, about using alcohol because it's all this stuff are, uh, is somewhat expensive now here and they can't even afford it. Mm. So there is no protection inside the camp between but them. Can yeah. I ask though, your team, your teams, uh, the home teams are going back into the camps now? Yeah, we started, we opened uh, one day during the complete lockdown to provide them with the medication they were, it's, it wasn't easy because there was a curfew and we should have many, many, uh, official approval for this. So we opened one day to cover all the medication for the chronic medication for people like antihypertensive and things and anti-diabetic. 
And then we started last week, uh, like opening officially for all cases. Uh, uh, but of course, with uh, extra, extra protection, um, uh, we, we can see like we, we saw before maybe 50 cases per day, but we minimize it to 25 or 20 cases now. But at least we started to work. But we increase the daily so we can see as much as cases we can. That is good to know. Thank you. And how can we best be praying for you as a person and also for your home teams at this time? Oh, yeah. We, everybody needs a prayer now. <laughs> really need God to, um, ha we have got to interfere and stop all this um, for me. Um, you know, my family is my whole thing in my life. So protect the family for me is um, this is the most important thing. And also we as a family to learn uh, what God wants us to do and help during these times, because a lot of people need help because of the economy. And uh, the second thing uh, for uh, for the city here or the people here um we have a, an economy collapse because the oil plows the oil prices are decreasing and um, the government not paying the salary for about uh, two months so many people they don't have any i mean any money to spend so um this is because all what, what's happening globally um so we need to pray for the economy here. And of course, everywhere, everywhere is, I mean, uh, the economy is damaged. But here we depend uh, mainly on oil. So if oil decreased, uh, the economy is really, really damaged here. Um, so because um, if, if government didn't pay the salary, I mean, um, everything will be chaotic here. Mm. Thank uh, you. Yeah, Thank I don't you. know what will happen. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Janan. And please be assured of our prayers and the prayers of our Christian Medical Fellowship members that will be listening to this. I really want to thank you for making time in your really busy schedule to, to share your voice from the front line. If anybody wants to know more information, uh, about serving and going with us to Iraq, then please do contact us in the CMF Global Department and we'd be happy to share that with you. So thank you and God bless you, Janan. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, Fai. Bye-bye. Well, wasn't that great to hear there from Janan? What a great reminder for us to be praying for those who are displaced uh, and for the work that many are doing around the world in that area. As Fee said, do get in touch with us if you'd like to find out more about getting involved. You can visit our global section on our website, email global at cmf.org.uk for more information. That's been another Voice from the Frontline. Do check out our 40 uh, Voices from the Frontline on our podcast feed, The First Incision. You can subscribe, do leave us a rating, share it with others, let them know what's going on and how God is working in this time. We'll see you soon for another Voice from the Frontline. Bye for now.